It's October 27, 2021. Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we'll have Adria Fung. She's with the, um, actually, a robotics education specialist from the Hawaii Space Grant Consortium, and she's here to tell us about the Lacey Beach Day of Discovery. And then uh, we'll be joined by Bernice Glenn and uh, Kevin Miyashiro, and of course, they'll talk about some of the 5G innovations happening here in Hawaii. First up, I wanted to share with you, in partnership with the Hawaii Attorney General, the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, will host a virtual public webinar on spoofing and robocalls. The webinar will begin at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow, Hawaii time, and that's Thursday, 10.28. And, of course, it will be streamed live on uh, this website. Just go to uh, www.fcc.gov forward slash live, and it's a free virtual event. And, of course, there's no requirement for advanced registration, and uh, it'll feature some uh, notables like uh, the Attorney General. Uh, We'll have Stacey Aldrich um, from the libraries and Stephen Levin from uh, the uh, Office of Consumer Protection. So tune in at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow if you're interested in learning about spoofing and robocalls. Now I want to welcome Adria Fung. She's the robotics education specialist over at the Hawaii Space Grant Consortium, and she is now anointed the new marketing outreach for the Lacey Beach Day of Discovery. Welcome to the show, Adria. Oh, thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, no, I, you know, we've uh, covered the Lacey Beach Day of Discovery for I don't know how many years it's been going on, and it's always a, a great event, and of course, pre-pandemic, everybody would go to a campus like uh, like Punahou or, or wherever it was held, mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of exhibits and and uh, you know just an, an opportunity for for students to really kind of get some hands-on and exposure to uh, cool science activities. So, what's in store for this uh, this year's upcoming Lacey Beach Day of Discovery? Well, this year's Lacey Beach Day of Discovery is actually our 20th annual event. So it's been going on for 20 years, but this is actually the second year that we're having it as a free virtual event, which will be premiered on YouTube. Um, You can find it at our Lacey Beach Day um, YouTube channel. And so we'll pretty much have an amazing lineup. It's a women-powered event. We have uh, welcome messages from astronaut Megan MacArthur from the International Space Station. Uh, We also have our mechanical engineer and 2021 Cherry Blossom Queen, Brianne Yamada, as well as a keynote by Dr. Heather Kaluna. Um, And we have a great lineup of workshops um, by um, organizations such as Shamana University, um, also from Kalani High School, just featuring a lot of cool hands-on STEM and engineering activities for students and adults to take part in. So, so with the the workshop aspect of you know the Lacey Beach Day of Discovery, I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, you're, you know, I would kind of figure it's like a one way broadcast kind of experience. But mm-hmm. how do how do you maybe describe a little bit how the interaction takes place? How do how do people actually participate in some of these workshops? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, after they watch the workshops, um, each workshop will have a list of um, equipment that they wanted to try out that science experiment. And so you can, they can then, um, after the program ends, go and do it on their own time and test out, you know, how to make ice cream or make butter from scratch. And then we also have 
um, a galaxy treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. And so that allows our participants to actually participate um, in real time. And so if they open up the quiz that's on Google Forms, it will be a QR code that they scan during the actual program. They can kind of follow along and figure out, um, you know, the answers to the questions that we are featuring throughout the program. Oh, that's great. So uh, in, in, in terms of uh, the kinds of uh, participants that you would like to see, is this, is this a, an age range? I mean, how would, how would you like to see the students kind of like sign up? I mean, uh, uh, is it geared more for high schoolers or, or like say mm-hmm. uh, K through six, K through yeah, so maybe a ninth grade? <laughs> <laughs> so unlike the previous years when we had it in person, um, there's no registration involved. We wanted to make this free and public to pretty much everyone. And so, you know, before when we had it in person at Punahou School and Kamehameha Schools, um, it was always limited to only Hawaii students and then mostly Oahu students. But now having it as a free virtual event on YouTube, we can have participants from pretty much all over the world. We want to see students from grades pre-K all the way through 12. And also we want to see adults who, you know, might want to take part in some of these STEM activities or want to get inspired by some of the messages that we're um, delivering throughout this program. Oh, that's great. So when is this event taking place? Mm-hmm. This event is taking place this Saturday, um, October 30th, 2021. Um, our pre-launch videos will start at 11.45 a.m. Hawaii time with the program to begin at 12 p.m. noon um, Hawaii time. And then uh, where would you suggest people go to actually log in? Is it the YouTube mm-hmm. channel? Yeah, so they can either find us through the YouTube channel, so it's Lacey Beach Day on YouTube, or they can go on to spacegrant.hawaii.edu. Great. I'll uh, put that up on our show notes uh, for later on tonight. Mahalo, Adria, for joining us. Oh, Thank you. Thank you so much for having me tonight. And, of course, uh, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Bernice Glenn and Kevin Miyashiro. They're both with uh, Pacific Impact Zone. And, of course, we'll talk about the new 5G Innovation Lab. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, Bavarian Motor Experts, and Chaminade University. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe on Hawaii Public Radio, and I'm happy to welcome Bernice Glenn, and she's the Senior Advisor to the Pacific Strategy, and Kevin Miyashiro, Executive Director of Pacific Impact Zone, and they're here to talk about 5G and an innovation lab and some cool technology that's happening in their neck of the woods, and I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Great. Thanks so much for having us, Bert. Thank you for having us. Yeah, so... uh, you know, there's there's probably a lot to catch up with uh, you, Bernice, because uh, you know we've gone back uh, many many years, and you know I I can't even remember, you know if if I've actually had a chance to have you on the radio show, but uh, I know that you know you are back, you're doing some interesting things, and and maybe maybe give us a little bit of a, a description of your role in some of this kind of 5G activity. And I, I you know, I kind of um, di- did a tease on the show about, you know, a company called 912, and maybe you can kind of fit, 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 put the pieces of the puzzle and help me, f- you know, fit where things kind of lie with respect to uh, 912 and, and uh, Pacific Impact Zone. 
Sure. Happy to do so, Bert. And as you say, I mean, our affiliation goes back, honestly, decades when you brought the last mile connectivity of fiber into the Mililani Tech Park where I was the marketing manager and you saved the day. <laughs> so um, you really made an impact. That was a T1 connection and I'll never forget it. You made that tech park work. So, um, so yeah, I'd like to just give a quick snapshot. I was um, with 912 uh, helping to manage their workforce development um, efforts in Hawaii um, and now am uh, on contract to support that. And they are supporting um, uh, an overarching effort by Indopaycom to stimulate innovation where U.S. Army Pacific is really leading the charge in a lot of the innovation uh, facilitation for um, clearly their warfighter needs, but they're also looking at disaster um, preparedness and response and other uh, civil affairs related um, activities that support, that require 5G and um, related um, end-to-end encryption technologies. So I was uh, just until very recently um, embedded as uh, a team member at 912, but that meant um, really helping, it was a privilege of helping across many different states. And I have this opportunity uh, that they've created, um, along with USERPAC um, creating this, to focus now my efforts on Hawaii um, as a contractor supporting um, uh, really the growth of both a workforce develop, uh, workforce that can address 5G and all of its related um, telecommunications technology needs and um, uh, and specifically intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance, but more importantly, to also look at ways that um, we can reach out to the broader community, what uh, what we called with both um, Indopaycom, um, uh, USERPAC, and also with 912 as a whole community approach that they fully support of how do, you, how do we, in the face of um, national security challenges in the Indo-Pacific region, um, and also economic challenges in the dual-use economy. How do we have infrastructure that's going to take us forward um, to address both? So 5G is very key and um, to all of that. And I'm just really privileged to uh, now be able, in a more of a consultant fashion, to focus on the Hawaii-specific efforts. So I'm, I'm really now um, back home to, uh, uh, to limit my focus to Hawaii um, and also um, innovators that we can bring um, to industry sprints. So I'd like to talk about that um, later, but just to give you that snapshot, um, uh, you know, 5G is something that has been um, supported throughout the um, Department of Defense and in particular 5G Living Labs. Um, and this is where, uh, uh, where 912 came in because they have uh, a really remarkable living lab um, meaning an open um, uh, laboratory where people can test their applications on 5G networks, um, and they have support services to de-risk it for the for the app developer or for the um, uh, different use cases where they really need to tap into millions of dollars of infrastructure of equipment, and they provide um, an open lab to do so. Um, this has also been of the theme, as many of your listeners may know, in terms of um, 5G for uh, throughout the um, uh, throughout the military, including uh, particularly um, Miramar, the Marine Corps Air Station Miramar, which has a, a remarkable 5G living lab, 
um, Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam um, followed very closely along with others in San Antonio, Pendleton, and uh, Tinker Air Force Base. So this is um, definitely something that we're going to see more of in terms of um, 5G support by the military, but it also is very specific to economic development and reaching um, our local communities with the benefit of broadband um, that will follow. So I'd like to maybe pause here, but just wanted to give you a snapshot of what I've been involved with so far on the periphery. Um, and uh, and then I think uh, Kevin Miyashiro can talk more about from a Hawaii-specific perspective, you know, different use cases. So so before we get to uh, Kevin, I, I, I want you to perhaps, <clears throat> Bernice, Share with us a little bit about uh, just the kind of the basics of 5G. And the 5G that you're referring to is is basically the same 5G technology that people might be now being able to access on their new, you know, iPhone uh, iPhone 13 or or uh, you know some of the uh, Samsung uh, phones that are 5G enabled. Uh, that 5G that 5G uh, I guess network access is is basically the same 5G that uh, the Department of Defense is, is uh, looking at uh, leveraging? Um, to some extent. So essentially in most of these different, um, uh, like uh, Air Station Miramar and, and Pearl Harbor, um, there's an installation of a 5G antenna, oftentimes alongside an existing 4G tower, and um, to create sort of a, you know a network. And this is basically the first of many 5G small that are being installed on bases over, mm -hmm. you know, the past year and over the next few months. So they use the 5G signal for um, high speed, low latency, uh, et cetera, promised with 5G. But the primary goal for many of these uh, networks is to advance um, the piloting of 5G-enabled technologies. So whether it's autonomous vehicles, drones, energy communications, um, things like that in the military digital fortress, but um, again, in um, in the civilian community, you have um, traffic safety um, systems where you're looking at how do you control and be able to manage um, a safe corridor uh, for traffic safety and if you have autonomous vehicles running on that. Um, so that uh, smart city applications, um, you can imagine everything from uh, critical infrastructure, water, power, um, all of that is really our 5G-enabled technologies that will improve life in whether it's urban settings or um, uh, in rural areas as well. You have digital ag, um, anything that, again, is requiring uh, low latency, um, high speeds, and, and, um, and also big data mm -hmm. analysis where you can see what's happening right now in real time, um, pulling from multiple sources of data. No, that's great, and and uh, I think we'll we'll also want to uh, have you share some of the uh, uh, potential use cases that might come out of of, of some of these applications. But I, I do want to give Kevin a chance to uh, share a little bit of what his involvement is, and and of course Kevin comes uh, well represented in the startups that he's uh, been involved in. I think people uh, were are familiar with TerraSys, and um, I think there was another company called uh, MicroTal. So Kevin, give us a little bit of background on on uh, you know what you've been involved in and how uh, what are you going to be doing with Pacific Impact Zone? Sure. So uh, yeah, my my journey in 
technologies like 5G goes all the way back to the terrorist days, you know, building a company, a defense and dual-use innovation company in Hawaii, eventually selling that in 2019, really tried to figure out, okay, now what do we do? And so uh, Steve Brennan and Bernice and I really started to put our heads together and figure out, okay, well, what's next? You know, and how do we really help grow the Hawaii economic system? And so from lots of those conversations was born the organization that today we call the Pacific Impact Zone. Uh, we formally set it up as a recognized 501c3 non-for-profit. And we're really chartered to help grow the economy in Hawaii with a specific focus on defense and dual-use innovation. We're going to be bringing a lot of contracting vehicles to the islands to help capture a lot of federal funds to help grow the businesses here and to work very closely with organizations like 912 on workforce development. And so, you know, one of the really big themes that we're looking at are what are those transformational technologies that are coming onto the shores of Hawaii that we want to help shape and capture. And one of the first ones is 5G. So the Pacific Impact Zone and our role for 5G is what we refer to as an honest broker. So our team members have a lot of the requisite technical expertise to understand architecturally uh, how 5G works and so that we can work with a lot of folks with that. We also have the application knowledge to understand how the federal government, state government likes to use it. And so since we, uh, we are a nonprofit, we don't have the profit motive the private industry has when we work with everybody. We look for best of breed and we look to partner and build teams around that. So we're in the probably the final stages of some contraction negotiations with some government customers uh, to be bringing some test and evaluation and application development programs to the islands. One is for intelligent transportation. Uh, as Bernice was mentioning, you know, there's a lot of interest in autonomous vehicles, traffic safety, smart cities. And so we're going to be looking at how do we help do that specifically in Hawaii to improve traffic safety uh, on our roads. Using 5G, we're looking at using 5G also with low-Earth orbit satellite communications. You know, a lot of people see a lot of excitement from SpaceX and other places that are putting these very high-speed satellites up there, especially for a place like Hawaii where if one of the trans-Pacific cables goes down, what is our backup plan for broadband fiber? And uh, so we're looking into can we successfully use uh, low-Earth orbit satellite communications with 5G and we're also looking at a particular band of 5G known as a sub-6 gigahertz band. It goes further uh, than the higher frequency millimeter wave band. And so we're looking at how we can bring 5G connectivity using the sub-6 gigahertz band into the more rural parts of both Oahu and the neighbor islands to extend broadband access and 5G to as many people as possible. So those are just some of the examples of how we're working with folks to bring 5G, not so much in the consumer side, uh, but for advanced application development and new ways of leveraging technology to uh, boost the economic positioning of the businesses in Hawaii. Yeah, no, that's 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 great, uh, Kevin, and and I I do want to um, give Bernice a chance to also share the ways that Hawaii companies and you know the sort of the private sector might might get involved with this. Uh, but I want to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Bernice Glenn and Kevin Miyashiro. We're talking about 5G and, and innovation and coming up with cool use cases. Uh, 
and, and which will benefit Hawaii uh, and the economy here. Of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe on HPR One, and I'm Bert Lum. And of course, you're, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Bernice Glenn. She's a senior advisor, Pacific Strategy, and Kevin Yashiro from Pacific Impact Zone. And, of course, we're talking about creating an environment for Hawaii to benefit from the development of 5G applications. And, of course, right before the break, uh, Kevin was was describing some of the use cases that I think would be of of great interest, uh, not only for, you know, the commercial uh, application, but the opportunity, I think, for local companies and, and um, you know, the the technology capable uh workers that uh, that will be getting into this field to maybe maybe even you know flourish in Hawaii in this arena and and Bernice I wanted you to maybe explain a little bit about how you know there's there's different initiatives going on obviously the the Department of Defense is is uh highly secure and and has obviously you know defense applications and and maybe not all of the commercial um activities would would interface directly with that but then there's there's the more commercial side of of these initiatives and so how do you see you know Hawaii companies kind of getting involved with 5G innovation yeah a uh, great question bert and really um there are multiple ways multiple avenues but i'd like to highlight a couple of them uh one just to kind of look at it from um, a comprehensive um node in hawaii that's specifically looking at dual-use technologies. So this is um, using 5G as well as other uh, technologies to promote um, both the defense economy and um, uh, the private sector, um, is a task force that DDAD has recently set up. And uh, this is um, a key effort, and I'll I'll have um, Kevin kind of expand upon, especially our legislative leadership that, that has spearheaded this, um, a really great um, legislator who comes out of the Pearl City IAEA area. So I'm going to give him the uh, platform to speak about her and her vision. But this is a um, effort to look at how do we um, in, in, encourage through policy and through programs um, Hawaii companies to have a larger share of um, the funding that comes through to support technologies like 5G. Um, both again for larger industry as well as um, as well as for um, uh, Department of Defense. But when we also look at very specific ways that industry can engage um, out of this effort that um, 912 is is uh, coordinating and managing on behalf of U.S. Army Pacific um, with uh, to support the Indo-PACOM mission and um, uh, and developments in the region. There are going to be outreach efforts um, similar to what uh, I believe Naval X and a lot of we've been hearing of um, Ensign and other DOD project programs and program projects, um, industry sprints. So outreaches to innovators who have technology that will have dual uses most likely and, and to innovators who may be what are called non-traditional sources of technology to the Department of Defense 
as well as, frankly, to other federal agencies. So industry, industry sprints are things that will be coming soon, and I'm sorry I don't have a specific website for all of them, um, but we will be uh, letting you know as they, as they come up. But one catch-all place where people can find these industry sprints announced, especially for those that are uh, defense-related, but again, also for other federal agencies, is the Hawaii Defense Alliance. Um, and the Hawaii Defense Alliance is out of the is um, supported uh, by the Chamber of Commerce Military Affairs Council. It has its own website, so this is where you will see industry sprints announced. And again, um, the sprints will be not limited to DoD um, uh, or Army or Indo-PACOM, um, but that will be a big driver of many of them. So that website is Hawaii Defense Alliance, all one word, dot org. Great. I'll, uh, no, I'll, I'll put that up on our show notes. And, I, you know, I, Bernice, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I'm, I'm just kind of like dying by the tease you offered of, of, of a legislator that's leading the pack uh, in terms of some of this effort. So I think, did you, did you want Kevin to share that, uh, that, that secret that I'm just dying to learn who it is? <laughs> yes, that would be great. <laughs> Yeah, so we want to send a huge mahalo to Senator Bennett Misulucha. Uh, she uh, shepherded the creation of a task force uh, this year uh, under the support of the legislature for formalizing the creation of a defense and dual-use task force. So the Pacific Impact Zone was fortunate enough to be selected by DBED to work with DBED to lead this task force. So we're pulling together representatives from Hawaii State Government, the Federal ecosystem, federal government ecosystem, as well as uh, University of Hawaii, as well as private industry, pull what essentially amounts to is a think tank, think tank together to have us collectively figure out what is everything that we can do to leverage the tens of billions of dollars of funding that's coming into Hawaii from the Pacific Deterrence Initiative, and how do we make sure that as much of it lands in Hawaii and stays in Hawaii? For years to come. So we're very excited to have just started that effort, and we'll be working with the broader community to uh, come up with some very good frameworks and playbooks for how to make that happen. So but Kevin, it is all because of Senator Misalucha's vision. Well, that's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, Senator Misalucha, she's really active in a lot of areas, especially in, in what you just described, as well as uh, an area that I'm uh, very fond of, uh, which is digital uh, digital equity. Now, Kevin, uh, you know, in terms of in the last minute or so, can you kind of give us a sense as to the workforce that is needed to do a lot of this work? And does Hawaii have uh, that, that um, you know, sort of rich capability to, to service this kind of industry? Yeah, so, you know, uh, we have a lot of folks on island that do have a lot of these capabilities. Hawaiian Telecom has a lot of this expertise. Uh, some of the larger telecommunication companies are bringing expertise, but we do want to tap into the small businesses here. We have a lot of innovation. You know, the beauty about 5G is that the technology, as advanced as it is, is really the enabling technology for the real innovations that we truly care about for economic growth, which are the applications that ride on 5G. And so, you know, we need a lot of folks that are skilled at uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, encryption, uh, communication protocols, sensing, uh, and satellite communications, all of those skill sets are very much needed. We also need people that are very skilled at installing and maintaining these kinds of systems, uh, very similar to the 4G towers that are already in existence. Uh, 
Kevin, Kevin, I gotta, I gotta end. Need more. I gotta end quick. So, can you give me a website where people can find out more about the Pacific Impact Zone? Sure, uh, they can visit visit us on the web at www.pacimpactzone.org. Very good. I'll put that up up on our show notes. Bernice Glenn is a senior advisor, Pacific Strategy. And, of course, Kevin Miyashiro is the executive director of the Pacific Impact Zone. And, of course, I want to thank them for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll find out about Aina-based tech startup called Hohonu. And, of course, if you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkcafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. And, of course, you can catch us on HPR 1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.